1: Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. General States Pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831 20 shop black friday week deals sunday through friday at kohl's plus get $15 kohl's cash for every $50 spent and
2: take an extra 15 percent off get the big one throws 849 toastmaster small appliances are just 214 after rebate and fitbit versa 2 is 129.99 plus take 30 percent off lego 70 percent off fine jewelry and save on boots for her 16.99 plus get fast and free store pickup shop black friday
0: week deals at kohl's and kohl's.com Select styles. Offers valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with dollar code ENJOY15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or, or for details. Today on Collider Movie Talk, we're talking about this fantastic new project from Kevin Hart. Hey, superhero stuff, and we're talking about Neil Blomkamp moving off Robocop returns, all of that and more on today's Collider Movie Talk. Look at that logo doing its things. Look at Slam! Movie talk! That's what it's talking about there. I love that. I love watching it. gets me excited. Hey everyone! Well, I'm sliding into the host chair on this lovely Thursday afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us live for Collider Movie Talk. Perry Nemroff is at the North Bend second annual North. North Bend Film Festival up there with Haley, Haley Fouch there in Washington Pacific Northwest. They are doing a live episode of their Collider Witching Hour podcast there. So if you're in that area roaming around wondering what to do, go find it, get a ticket, and go watch them. It's always a good time. Well, we got a lot of stories to talk about, like I said, but I couldn't do it solo, so let's meet the homies riding shotgun with me right there. Jay Washington, how are you, brother? I'm very happy to be here. I don't know what that accent is. I don't want get you ain't never in seen the original Coming to America? I don't want to get in trouble. Oh sure, my that sounds God. good. All right. And then <laughs> Simon Thompson, man
3: with an actual accent, how are you? I don't think I've ever been referred to as a homie.
1: <laughs> well,
3: uh, it's yes,
0: always a first I'll, I'll time. Take it. This yes. show is
3: to a great
2: start, ladies
1: <laughs> and
0: gentlemen. Uh, Let's do this. I'm, Hello, I'm a homie. I'm becoming fast friends with Simon, and he is my homie. That'll be that. Uh, Thank uh, you, I appreciate <laughs> it. And another homie of Jay Washington's Kevin Hart. He has got himself <laughs> a film that is coming out of here. It's a high, It's described as a high concept superhero comedy called Night Wolf. Now, he's just come off grossing over $100 million with that film, The Upside, which was a I think a remake of yep. The Invincibles, yep. the French <clears throat> film that's actually really good if you haven't seen that. He co-starred in The Upside with Brian Cranston. Kevin, are signed on to produce this thing? And it is, it's with through STX. As I said, they acquired Nightwolf as a pitch from Detective Pikachu screenwriters Dan Hernandez and Benji Samet. Now here's the premise. Sit down for the premise because this is great. It's drawn comparisons to meet the parents, but Kevin Hart plays a man who meets his future father-in-law for the first time only to discover that he is secretly the superhero known as the Night Wolf. Oh, sweet Mary, mother of God. Uh, Jay Washington, you hear this news about Kevin Hart producing. Uh You know, he's kind of bounced back off of the controversy from a few months ago Mm -hmm. or last year, and he is now back into the good graces with a lot of movie-going audiences, uh, and a lot of people have stood up for him. Jumanji 2 is coming out now soon, and you've got this project lined up, a superhero comedy, an original superhero comedy. Uh, What are your thoughts on this? Uh, It's Kevin Hart being
2: smart Mm -hmm. And you listen to the people We were talking about this before we went on air People are into Marvel and DC. That's a given. But people also want other comic book properties, some original IPs, others re re-adapt- uh, readaptations. The Boys, for instance, everybody loves that on Amazon yeah. Prime. But if you take something like this and you make it original and it's unique and it can grab people, yeah. then that's what's going to count the most. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to have the comedic twist behind it because you're going to have Kevin Hart being Kevin Hart. He's not going to be a character. He'll be Kevin. Right. Yes. Yes. Kevin will be Kevin. You can tell him I said that spanking name. Uh, but he'll be Kevin. But the yeah. thing is, who do you cast around him? That That's what's going to make this movie the biggest part behind it. Yeah, he'll be the star, he'll be the mm-hmm. focal point because mm-hmm. of the name. But it's the surrounding cast that really is going to make this.
0: Yeah, and this is part of a deal he, he signed with STX, right? Is, he, has a couple, yeah. he has a couple of uh, movies here, Simon. It's with Heartbeat Productions. They produce two new comedy projects, yep. which would mean Kevin Hart would be the star of both of these projects. Uh, but he has worked with the studio before it's a third person project that Hart has developed with them so this is a relationship that could yield some fruit here do you like this yeah I do I mean he's something of a lucky
3: charm for STX Mm. to be honest with you and Kevin Hart has been in franchises but doesn't have his own franchise so this to me especially with Heartbeat, this could be their first franchise and we do love those superhero franchises Mm -hmm. I think this is really good even if in a second or third one he steps out and it's another couple I think this has legs also the Mm -hmm. fact that like I say he's a really good you know he's a really good omen for STX Mm. the audience who go to see STX movies or often don't go to see STX movies. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they do warm to him. So whatever that demo is, is great. He also, whether they want to go hard R with this or they want to go PG-13, right. you know there's an audience that's going to come with Kevin. I personally would like to see this go more towards the hard R. Mm-hmm. I do know. I oh, interesting. We see, yes. a, we see a lot of family, oh, Kevin, okay. but I, I do love a, a good bit of profanity in a movie. <laughs> I find, seriously, I find creative profanity yeah. almost Oscar-worthy. It's like wow. dirty Shakespeare. So I would add absolutely say 100% go for R-rated. But Mm. one thing that bothers me, Hollywood does know that there's more than one funny African-American guy, right? No, they don't. (laughs) No, they don't. (laughs) Not (laughs) more than one at a time. As much as I love Kevin Hart, it's kind of like it's always Kevin Hart. And right. he, I mean, I was just saying, I sold, saw Saw Plane for the first Plane for the first time in the longest time. My God, it came why? up on Amazon. We came up on Amazon. That is a hood classic, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you have not seen you Plane, to get playing. out that hood. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But, but true. And but he's been around for a long time. But really, you know, his, his star is really an ascension. <laughs> so I think you've got this audience that Kevin has had for the longest mm-hmm. time, right, right. and he's got this new audience that's come through the last couple of years. And you really can that potentially at times when things aren't landing at the box office, that's a market fully made. But yeah. key part of this is not just going to be Kevin Hart, but who is cast around him. So that family casting, he's going to be the potential Mm son-in-law. He's dating... You know, an individual. I'm assuming it's a woman. Um, mm-hmm. and so who's going to be the parents? That, I think, is going to be mm-hmm. a really, really crucial bit of casting.
0: Yeah, so let's move on to that. Well, first of all, let me say, I love this idea. I think yeah. This is great for Kevin. I, I, I love watching his stuff, and I hear your point, like, okay, we go from Eddie to, uh, what, Keene Ivory to, yeah. you know, it, it, there isn't that many, there is, there, they go from one to the other to the next. There's, There's and, never Chris allowed Rock. to be more than one at the same time. Exactly. Um, and so, and we've we done it with women with Tiffany Hannes. Yeah. We've done it with right, larger women right. where
3: it's like, you know, uh, it's Wilson or it's Melissa McCarthy right. or it's the funny larger woman. Right. So it's not just black guys that Hollywood does this with.
0: Right right. And so you see that. But look with with Kevin I think also Kevin is an incredible hustler. He's a fantastic <laughs> worker. He gets and he's yeah. willing to do like he he's got he's got like that Ryan Seacrest blood. He just sleeps 3 hours a night or something like that because he has so many projects in motion that you got to give a little bit of credit at least to Kevin to lining this up for himself. And it's a new kind of approach to a comedy as well, because sometimes what these uh, comedic comedic actors of any color or race fall into is the same systemic, same old stuff, and you get bored with watching the same comedies. I think what Kevin is realizing now is there are ways to branch out that are interesting, from Central Intelligence to Jumanji to something like this. These are new, interesting ways to show his comedy chops off that aren't the same vehicles that we've seen before in the past. Now, let's jump into the second question okay. here. Who would you look at to cast as this father-in-law? Because this idea of, go, of, of discovering your father-in-law's superhero, I as have- if the s- chips aren't stacked against you enough, mm. now you've got to deal with the fact that the man is a superhero. Who do you get? Uh, my choice out of yeah. the box, because he never does comedy and they never ask him to do comedy, Denzel. I could see uh-huh. Denzel being He's a superhero a and Denzel going, oh, you talk, you talking to my daughter? you talking to my daughter? And all of this would be very fun just to see him as a superhero, mm-hmm. too, because he'd be like, my man. I just would love to see that as a superhero. <laughs> you just want the whole movie to go, do the whole, my man. That's what I'm going to do. I just
1: would love to see Get that
0: with, with Denzel as a superhero. Who do you guys got? It's you right.
3: go first. You go first. Damn it,
2: Danny Glover.
0: Oh, all right. Danny Glover is hilarious when you put him in
2: comedic movies. Sure. And can you imagine? He still moves around. Like, he you know, he's older, yes. But to see him in that role, mm. just to come at Kevin Hart, yeah. if not Danny
3: Glover, Wesley Snipes. I'm going to stick up
2: with Wesley all the time. <laughs> Wesley
0: could be see, It's interesting. really
3: interesting because both you guys, I think they're great choices. And I originally mm. thought Sam Jackson. And sure. I suddenly thought, actually, we're massively assuming that the person that Kevin Hart's going to be dating this is, is black. Yeah. black. This is true. What I think would be even greater is Mm -hmm. if you have someone who is super white. Okay. Oh, so you, so it's, it's Kevin Hart, an African American guy dating a white a girl. girl. Mm-hmm. But the dad is someone like who is maybe like a banker or someone who is really lame. And then you find out they're the superhero. But what about going someone that kind of crosses that? Maybe like a Jeff Bridges or a Sam Elliott or going a little bit younger and doing like a, maybe like a Brendan Fraser or a, a Dolph Lundgren. I mean, th- those are kind of going for an older white guy. I think would be really interesting. Would Dolph oh, yeah. be able to handle the comedic element? Like I, I can see a Dolph Lundgren, but I think. The Have comedic. you seen Masters of the Universe?
2: Well, that movie was a comedy when it was being <laughs> typed up on paper. No, but Chris, play. seriously,
3: he's done action, he's done comedy before. Mm-hmm. If you remember, um, uh, oh, uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of humor in that with him and Brandon Lee in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I mean, not necessarily him particularly, but someone of that kind of ilk. Sam Elliott has never really done that. He hasn't done that kind of action comedy since maybe Fatal Beauty uh-huh. with Whoopi mm-hmm. Goldberg in the 90s, which, you know, was, I think, was called something else in some, some other markets. But I think, we make this massive assumption that it's going to be a black guy, right? I think it would be even funnier if it was a nerdy white guy. Maybe someone like a, you know, Will Ferrell or yeah. Rob Riggle or someone well, like we that. We saw
2: that we saw the, you know, the, the chemistry with him and Will Ferrell before mm-hmm. in Hard, uh, whatever, Get Hard, Get Hard. Give me John Hamm, and here's why I say that. Have you Ooh, seen Tag? Yeah, Tag. He is hilarious in Tag. Good okay. point. What he does, he could pull that off. If we're going to
0: go that route, okay. Let me th- read you some of the ones from the fans here. Collider fans uh, says, "Let's get the Rock to be the father-in-law and put him what? back
1: in this." It's situation. too easy to yeah, say that, right? <laughs> but we've
0: seen Rock do the pictures of him holding the baby, Kevin Hart with yeah. That is brilliant yeah. stuff. So that could be funny. Some other, some uh, C. Har agrees with me about Denzel. Jenna James says, "How about Lawrence Fishburne as the father?" Yo,
2: I would love to see him yeah. curse Kevin Hart with that out,
0: voice of with his, that voice? and that barrel chest of his. Now, yeah, oh, that would be He's funny. All,
3: also, Lawrence Fishburne doesn't get a lot of credit for being a really Funny going. Yes, you yeah, gotta watch Blackish. Such, watch Blackish. Yeah, right. super, but many times um, in Junkies, yeah. his yes. humor is so sharp oh, really? and like downbeat. He oh, would be I'd like, like the equivalent that. to like uh, a black version of Robert De Niro meet the families. If we're going to make that mm, guy: yes, a comparison. Yes, yes. which Back- is the kind of vibe and right. role would be perfect. It's for got that,
0: that comparison. there yeah. meet the parents. One last one. This is from Michael Jubala. He says Eddie Murphy or Michael Keaton.
3: Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton I would Michael be Keaton. Keaton,
1: right? I like that. <laughs>
2: Two, <laughs> like Two comedians, because yes. Keaton is a comedian. Yeah. Yep. And he, we saw what he did. You know, we already know him as Batman. We know what he did in Birdman, but what he did in Spider-Man: Homecoming yeah. stands yeah. out the most.
0: Absolutely. And you and and even if you've seen like other stuff that he's done, even go back to Jackie Brown, yeah. where he's kind of oh playing that, guess, which yeah. is on Netflix now. Which on, be... Yeah, which is on Netflix now. You <laughs> can see Michael Keaton kind of playing that. But what about someone
3: going really sort of you know as we're going? Obviously, these guys are really hot again at the mm-hmm. moment. Ryan Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, guys, who've never done that kind of comedy. The closest we've seen Brad is Mr. and Mrs. Smith, yeah. right? But
2: I would like to see
0: Leo do something. I would like to see stepfather. No, but it's not age appropriate, is it? You'd have to age yeah, him up, right, to be fair. the father. You want an older yeah, dude? Yeah, yeah. That's true. Unless it's a stepfather-in-law. I guess. Yeah, I mean, okay, that be the
2: case. Possible. It was a yeah. black man that never ages, ladies and gentlemen. Camera on me, <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> oh my God, Morgan Freeman is a father-in-law superhero. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny as hell. Okay, God. So all right, next up on the show, we're going to talk about uh, this, uh, the, ro- the news about uh, Neil Blomkamp and uh, him moving off the RoboCop Returns film. But first, uh, we're going to do some plugs. And, hey, don't forget to chat with us on uh, on that live chat that's going on there. I'm going to, I might read a couple of the questions at the end there, hopefully, if we have enough time. But first, uh, brand-new Jedi Council is dropping today at 5 o'clock. You can uh, watch that thing there and enjoy it. Uh, it's Emma Fife, Mark Riley, and Ken Napsok talking about all the latest from the world of Star Wars. Including that Ewan McGregor's story about Disney Plus—is it true? Is it not true? We have a person on the panel who claims it is true. Shout we'll out see. To we'll see if it's true. Uh, and also uh, tomorrow, a new episode of my podcast, The Deep Cut, drops on Collider Conversations. Jason Inman joins me to talk about his book Super Soldiers, which is his experience uh, in war and how he discovered superheroes and villains, and which ones uh, kind of relate back to that experience, uh, and which ones he he considers to be the best, and some honorable mentions as well. It's a fun conversation. We. Talk about his experience in the military and serving uh, in Iraq as well. All right, let's move on to our second uh, story, and that's a Neil Blomkamp story. As we were saying here, he is no longer directing Robocop Returns. In July of 2018, Collider reported that District 9 and Chappie director Neil Blomkamp was set to helm this. Film. It was on. He was on board to produce it and executive to produce it with Ed Newmyer and Michael Miner. And uh, Justin Rhodes was going to write this. Was retooling a script uh, that Newmyer and Miner had wrote decades ago. Um, uh, Blumkamp originally told Deadline the original definitely had a massive effect on me as a kid. I loved it then, and it remains a classic in the end of the 20th century sci-fi catalog with real meaning under the surface. Surface. Hopefully, that is something we can get closer to in making the sequel. But now, apparently, he is off the project he tweeted this last night quote off robocop i am shooting a new horror thriller that an mgm can't wait slash needs to shoot robocop now excited to watch in watch it in the theater with other fans Simon, I go to you first on this. Neil Blomkamp, uh, this is the second time he's kind of been moved off an yeah. 80s property. If we think about aliens as well, his rumored yeah, aliens he was going to yeah. do. Which I was psyched
3: about. I, yes. can't, I can't deny.
0: A lot of people were. What do you think about this news here?
3: Um, I'm, I'm disappointed. Um, okay. you know, I was really looking forward to seeing what his vision was, was going to be. It's right. something that he's been very close to and worked on for a lot of time. He clearly had a lot of knowledge of, a lot of passion for. Um, but to be honest with you, now he's off it. I don't know if I'm so interested in the project because I'm a big fan of Robocop. I love Robocop. Mm -hmm. And what's really interesting is Robocop is a movie that some of my nephews who are like early teens have never seen. It's the one movie that they want to see when their, you know, their parents were, let let them when they're old enough. That is a legacy movie. So I really want to see, you know, a continuation of that story that is really worthy of the original Robocop movie. Robocop 2 was good. Robocop 3 was about uh, absolutely abysmal and the TV show was terrible. (laughs) So I really want to make sure that they, if they are going to do this, maybe delay it for a bit and make Make sure you get the right person for this, because after the last remake, you don't get another shot at this. If you yeah. mess it up, you've really got to get it right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, I'd, I'd buy it for a dollar but it has to be the right
0: guy. Yeah, and it was supposed to be picking up after the original the original Robocop yeah. ended. So, once again, one of these 80s properties that people are going back to, or 70s, mm-hmm. if you include Halloween, where they're erasing yeah. the sequels yeah. and kind of picking up where the original that kind of got into people's hearts and people love uh, uh, picks up. So, wh- what do you think about move? Uh, this is this is an interesting because it's not like Neil's been knocking out of the park with his other right. films. No, so, no. Is, is this a thing where maybe there's creative differences, or what do you think happened here, Jay?
2: It probably is creative differences, because a lot of people hear Neil Blumcap, excuse me, and the first thing you're like, he can do this because mm-hmm. District 9 and Chap, he can do this. I and mean, it's like, well, is it going to be the same Robocop we mm. want from the 80s? Right. Because Joel Kinnaman as Robocop in 2014 was the worst thing I ever saw in my life. Oh, yeah. And so that's why when they said, oh, he's going to be a suicide squad, I was like, well, I know I don't really need to see this. But you, you might have creative differences because it goes further than saying what he wanted to talk about, what this movie to be. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be about a man trying to regain his humanity and at, I get it. Yeah, that's what we got in the first RoboCop. Right. But that's not what this is about at all. At, at the mm-hmm. most, it's about him being a cop, having to take on the corrupt corporation and still save his city at the same time. Yeah, yeah. he deals with his wife. He stalks his wife. With somebody need to put a restraining order on RoboCop. Nobody <laughs> ever thought about that. <laughs> program that to figure
0: out where he No, program
2: that this prime directive. Okay, Stop stalking sure. your wife. Like <laughs> 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 he, he does that, but. It's going to be – like a lot of times if he has his vision Mm -hmm. and then they're like, this isn't what we really want to go with. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, this other movie, MGM, is going to let
0: me do this and do what
2: I want to do with it. Then, of course, you just slide over to that property.
0: Well, this is kind of – and I'm looking at this. This is a little bit – like if you're a director, I get you have your own point of view and you can be a bit uh, creative, shall we say, or have a guard and studios sometimes do have a hard time with that. Mm -hmm. But this is now currently this phase of – or this era of filmmaking is very director-driven. Directors are putting butts in seats, not stars anymore like they did before. So, if, if, this is an, this, Neil should be using this to his advantage, but he's been moved off the Aliens thing. He now has moved off the Robocop thing. He was going to do a, dra- a disaster film with Chris Evans that never took off. Yeah. And he he's offering no details about this horror thriller film that he's supposedly working on. So, why, you know, this has, and not to make a comparison to Orson Welles, but this has these Orson Welles vibes yeah, to yeah. them in that, like, the studio is either moving you off or saying you, you can't work with you or taking your film from you and re-editing it.
3: But also a lot of times these studios are hiring people for that exact reason because Mm. they do have a very clear and specific vision of the way they want to do things and the way they want to see things. And I think sometimes you get to an end of the road with that and it just doesn't Sort of the, the cogs of the wheel don't fit together. right? And that big wheel that's the studio ain't going to go away. Uh-huh. So it's going to be the smaller wheel that's going to take his cogs somewhere else. Uh, and that could be what happened here. And yeah. that
2: is a big thing. That is a big thing. You have these directors with a vision. All directors have artistic integrity mm-hmm. and artistic license to what yeah. they want to do. Right. But at the end of the day, it's the studio's call no matter what because yeah. they are the main ones financing this. Mm-hmm. They are the ones putting their name behind it. Yeah, it'll say directed by, but this is that studio's film. Yeah. That film flops. You'll look at the directors for moment, but you'll look at that studio for having that flop.
0: Yeah, well, we're looking at directors. You mentioned that, Jay. Well, we should, what would you, uh, let me ask you guys, who would you want to slide in here now and take over? Who do you think is capable of sliding in and taking over RoboCop returns with the premise that it's picking up after the original and, and that the original suit is supposed to come back as well?
3: They're going to have to frebreeze that. Oh, They're going to have to frebreeze that. That's <laughs> too probably no, that, that smell is like stanky. stanky. Do you want to go first on this or should I go first? I got you. You can go first on okay, this. Okay, I'm thinking, and this is because someone who I know loves that movie, okay. grew up with that movie, and has a really good, strong heritage of doing great action Gareth Evans from oh, The Raid.
0: Nice choice. Okay. Gareth
3: loves Robocop. Okay. And I think with what he's done with characterization mm-hmm. and looping that in with really spectacular action and budgets that are not exceptionally large, which right. studios like, Gareth Evans would be a pretty solid choice for me. I like that choice. Uh, what about you, Jay? He's
2: go also out on- Welsh.
1: So. I'm going to go uh, out on
2: a limb on this one. Huh? I'm going to go out on a limb on this. Okay. John Woo. Woo. I want the action. I want the action.
3: Does Hollywood want Wu back? I know know that's
2: the issue. I know that's the big issue. Right. But I want that action that he brings to films if we're getting this Robocop picking up. Mm -hmm. Because it can't look, of course it can't look like the 80s movie. Right. But it still needs to have that 80s feel. It needs to have that campiness a lot that we had. Again, I'd buy that for a dollar. Right. Certain (laughs) things like that. You know, I want to see another dude get dropped in toxic ways and go, hey. Me. I want to see things like that going oh, yeah. forward. And I feel like it, I understand that Hollywood is like, we really don't want to deal with John Wu anymore. I get it. Right. But I would that's who I would give a chance well,
0: to. Well, his last film did really well. But once again, he went back to his roots. And yeah, so yeah. that's kind of what works for him. Uh, here's my crazy thought, Michael Bay. Uh, I know people don't want to talk about it, but he resuscitated that Transformers franchise and made... Four and Bro, a half. Billion course, but dollars. In, see Now here's
2: why I have to argue And I'm sorry Simon you, Of course you're gonna Go back to Transformers Because you're the most No 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 Because you're the most Die hard Transformers fan not, No matter That's
0: that,
1: that,
2: that, that, that. you You want Michael Bay All we gonna see Is Robocop with explosions Every eight seconds
0: no is the studio gonna make money? That's I don't all want they to see care. about.
2: rotate the shot on Robocop's face while he's taking the helmet off. I don't need to see those
3: things. Do you know what though? I don't think you're far off the point. That's I'm gonna
2: my go. Mate.
0: That's right the whole
3: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you half a bay. Okay. Okay, half a bay, all which right. is a bit. And I'm gonna give you Travis Knight because of oh, okay. Bumblebee.
0: Fair. That's fair. I like that now, idea. Travis has never done sure, anything okay. that yep. is
3: R-rated. Yeah. He's always done animated. But again, with characterization we saw from Bumblebee, mm-hmm. yes. there are some super sweet action sequences in there. I accept that. that I, think I accept that could one. Potentially yeah, I be.
0: And he works well with Michael and not a lot of painful observer. Yeah. As long as Michael, so, maybe Michael Kenezer could have produced, that'd be fine. But no, another person to throw out one last <laughs> part, I think uh, Patty Jenkins would be a fantastic choice. Yes, yes and she, she doesn't just, give much credit as exactly, she deserves. Exactly. She, she deserves
2: that credit for that yeah she, and
0: she's just stepping out of it she's going to eventually be stepping out of an 80s film so she's already steeped in that kind of mindset so yep. maybe yeah. that could help and parlay quickly into a, a 19 into a robocop returns situation here do we set it in the 80s though that's the because you just said, it's picking up right where it left off it could pick up where it
2: left off and still be here again halloween so, but, did halloween did that it picked up decades later it's right, still right, picking right. Up where, you but, see what i'm saying are we yeah, picking up in
0: that time frame that's going to be a lot for them to explain about why? Like, how long is RoboCop, If RoboCop's been going on for thirty years, then what's the problem? Because the, with- <laughs> the whole problem is only one. But the whole problem with RoboCop in the, in the first film is the fact that that thing shouldn't even exist. Okay.
2: If you're gonna do RoboCop, if you're gonna do Patty Jenkins, excuse me. Yeah, I just my brain just clicked. I'll go for one of my good friends. Okay, Lexi Alexander. Oh, Ooh, that's good. Yeah. To
3: yeah, that's sure my homegirl cool. Lexi. I like the to my homegirl like Lexi. Paul. I mean, yeah. Paul Verhoeven's looking for work.
0: I mean, if you give it back to the guy who here's did a, it... There's a reason for that. Oh, yeah, right. there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to some questions. We'll, we'll see what happens. Okay, we'll see cool. who's going to take over, and we'll see if this this supposed horror thriller of Neil Blomkamp's ever sees the light of day. We'll see. I mean, like we said, his chap, some people defend Chappie. Um, I, I think he did Elysium. I was not a fan of Elysium. And, uh, I preferred it to Chappie. Uh, I enough. love District 9. District 9, of course. Everyone I loves love District 9, 9. But the problem is he hasn't quite hit those heights since yeah so uh, all right here's let's move on to some questions from you all the fans uh, just a couple here see if we can get some done um uh okay should disney oh wait how about jordan peele taking over robocop returns Ooh. he doesn't have to direct it himself but he could spearhead it like he's doing with Candyman. man could do that could work okay that could work mm-hmm. all right because keep that it would keep that gore element for sure absolutely how about kevin smith yeah, okay.
2: Fuck. I can't see Kevin. Doing that. I
3: love Kevin Smith, but that is not
2: something I would. There's f- no reason for no. Jason Mewes to just pop up in RoboCop. Snoochie <laughs> <laughs> Boochies, you're
0: coming with me. You're right. Oh, that's a good one. I like them. Uh, uh, this is a J. Scott Friel, a, a big fan of the show. Would still like to get the panel's expectations for the upcoming HP Lovecraft adaptation, uh, Color Out of Space, starring Nick Cage and Tommy Chong. Look, I'll tell you my expectations, yes. Absolutely. Nick Cage and Tommy John, that sounds like a mad, a madness type of film. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, like so crazy. I'm all for it. It sounds like all the craziness, all the insanity, and a little bit of marijuana. Yes. yes
0: all <laughs>
3: of it. I mean, to me, that sounds like, I don't know, a bad idea. I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those It'll things. It'll be cool while they uh, are shooting it. Yeah, uh, Yeah. I mean, it's going <laughs> to be fun to make. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't I honestly don't know who has been who's been waiting for this movie. That's, true. You know? That's a fair point. I don't
0: know. <laughs> One last question is from Alan Payne. Do you think they'll make a Thundercats live action movie? Please
2: God make this movie. You think so, huh? If they, cause
0: if they don't do it, they'll do gargoyles. One of the two of them oh, will get go, made. Oh, yeah, Greg Weissman's gargoyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah one yes, of
2: two of them will get made. But I really want Thundercats because I believe you can do it okay. and do it justice. Have the right, it's the right amount of CGI, but mixed with primarily live action. You don't want, man, look, it's. Jay thirsty for some Chitara, boy. I don't even care about, <laughs> I don't want to see, no, forget that Chitara is dope though, however. Give me Pumira. But I want to see what they would do with Mumra. Oh, yeah, that is my biggest thing. Is to see what they would do with Mumrock. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the whole transformation from the mummy to the big, burly monster. Like, I want to see that. I'm down with that. Kevin Hart
3: could be (laughs) snarf. I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying. (laughs) No, but, no, I mean, I, I would be... I, seriously, that, that would be great see? casting. Uh, We're also, when so Mark much Davis, Kevin Hart should be your coach. I'm just saying. <laughs> but no, seriously,
1: so <laughs> seriously Kevin Hart I now. would be so yeah. down
3: with the Thundercats movie. Okay. I genuinely love that. And I, there aren't many animated series that I own on DVD... I own DVDs. I'm all about the hard format. That's fair. I seriously, that and Dungeons and Dragons are two things that I absolutely love, and That'd I'm very fun. excited about the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah. But Thundercats, seriously, I go back and I revisit that. I'm in my forties, but that's okay. Yeah. That and I, the Silver.
2: I, yeah. and and that, that would and be, be have Never seen the Silverhawks. Silverhawks go too. Because you got to have a mon- live action
3: monster.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I'll throw in Thunderbirds. Uh,
3: all right. Well, there you go. That's- Tiger sharks. <laughs> Sure, alright all right. All right. Jason the World Warriors I don't oh, know Wow, what yes, is hey, happening? Brave Star
0: Matthew <laughs> Star Alright, all right, that's enough <laughs> We gotta go Thank you so much To uh, Jay Washington And Simon Thomas Thank, and so you much. You so much. Thank you This has been a fun, fun episode Of Collider Movie Talk Hope you all enjoyed it as well Please like and retweet this episode And tell people about Collider Movie Talk Always a positive Simon, one last thing to plug Go ahead
3: uh, And if you uh, are into movie quizzes And you're in Los Angeles uh, You really have to try out the quiz That's been a massive success In London for 14 years You're gonna need a bigger boat You can buy your tickets at film-quiz.com. Seriously, it is a big deal in London. We're bringing it here to L.A., be that person who's the first person to go along and is like, hey, this is kind of cool. Be right. that guy on Twitter.
0: Right. There you go. That's so. good to go. That's from my homie. So you got to listen to him. <laughs> All right. We want to thank Adam Smith in the booth over there and, of course, that on the, the live chat helping us, helping us out today. And tomorrow we'll have another episode of Movie Talk. It's pre-tape one. But Mark Andrako and Silas Lesnik join me to talk about a Joker and a couple of other things there on the show. So don't miss that. And then with Perry Nemiroff, we'll be back on Monday live, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of Collider Movie Talk. You guys take care of yourselves.
1: Napa Know How! Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra
2: 15% off. Get the big one throws, $849. Toastmaster small appliances are just $214 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry,
1: and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com.
0: Select styles. Offers valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code ENJOY15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.